Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Mark Replacements Advisory Board Chair, L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at marketplacerisk.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Elle. Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I am joined by Jantana Kanprakamroy, who is CEO of Tappily. Welcome to the podcast, Jantana. Thank you, Eleanor, for having me. You're welcome. And I know you're in post-holiday mode, so it's a nice sunny day here um, in the UK. So we will enjoy a sunny conversation. And I am looking forward to hearing all about Tappily. Um, I know we have come across each other a few times over the last few years, obviously, because you're closely associated with the world of gig economy and gig workers, but Tappily itself, tell me a bit about how that came about and when. Yes, um, Tappily has been around for about five, six years, and uh, we started off with uh, wanting to solve some of the um, challenges around, you know, bringing flexible and on-demand insurance to uh, gig economy workers. Um, I discovered the issue uh, based on my own personal experience when I was trying to find like a um, short-term insurance for Airbnb letting, um, which is not related to the commercial liability product that we are currently doing now. But that basically gave me the idea of where the gaps in the insurance markets are and what people need. And from there, we developed our first value propositions of being, you know, like kind of one of the first on-demand insurance platform for gig workers in the UK. People must have thought that you were way ahead of your time or even maybe not understood what you were doing because back in 2016, words like gig economy, sharing economy, these were really quite new terms. Did you come across that sort of opposition or lack of understanding? Um, initially, I think a lot of people don't know why we need on-demand insurance, certainly. Um, and I think uh, a couple of years on, we are now having completely different discussion with insurance company. Um, but luckily, you know, I was, um, I invested my money in um, a startup company uh, six, I think seven, eight years ago now. Um, and it was um gig economy platform and so my understanding of the gig economy market were slightly more uh, up-to-date than people that I was talking to when we started our on-demand insurance product. Mm -hmm. And for for you, the term gig economy, how do you define that? Because I know for a lot of people, maybe who don't work in this space, when they hear the term gig economy, they quite often might think, of uh, delivery riders or um, rideshare drivers. To me, it's a lot broader than that. How do you define it? And how, at Tappily, how do you define it? Um, gig economy for us is basically the whole uh, service sharing economy. So it could include, yes, like rightly you said, um, delivery drivers, but it can also include um, 
freelancers, consultants, people who work uh, for them, a, who work um, independently from a company, basically. Mm-hmm. And so what sort of insurance do you decide that these individuals might need? And was there an immediate sense that this was a problem that needed solving? Um, certainly. I think we um, the insurance product that gig, a gig workers need hasn't changed in terms of their risk profile. But what changed is the behavior of this individuals. So rather than, you know, selling insurance on an annual basis, um, most gig workers are working on a contract base and they need varying, um, they need a flexible insurance policy to be able to kind of, um, to need to, in order to be able to map that with their varying risk profile during the year. Because rightly to say that, you know, it's it's very much um, project base or um, rather than you have a constant risk the way that uh, the insurance will price you. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you are a consultant, you know, like um, each project may be slightly different in terms of their risk profile. One project you may need US cover, other project you may need a different type of uh, cover, for example, which, uh, and also the limits, um, the address may change as well. Um, so there's a lot of uh, uh, there's yeah. a lot of variations. Yeah, yeah, certainly. The traditional insurance policy and doesn't really allow for. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, if you are, you know, like you're doing one thing throughout the year, the whole year, and your activity doesn't change that much, then uh, you can go for a standard annual policy, and that would work well. But as soon as you start having more than one jobs and uh, each job may be slightly different in terms of the nature and the risk then suddenly your traditional uh, standardized annual insurance policy won't cover you for all of those risks and that's the issue that we found so it's much better to have like a a contract based or usage based insurance cover for each activity that you work Um, and and that to ensure that you're not over or underinsured for those projects. Mm-hmm. And so at the beginning, 2016, how did Tapley evolve then from this idea? How did you go about um, actually getting going? Did you work with a co-founder or how, how did, you, did, did you start off? Um, I basically call my friends <laughs> and then I ask, you know, like my friends around to see look, who would be interested in joining me. Um, all I had then was poorly presented uh, pitch deck. And one of my friends said, you know what? I know someone who would be happy to join you. And that's how I was introduced to my co-founder today, um, or uh, Sam. And ever since then, we've been, you know, uh, running the business together from inception. Uh, we went through a couple of accelerated program initially to upskill and also to make the connection necessary that we uh, need. We then, you know, like kind of, we got quite lucky to be honest, we were accepted to uh, a couple of very high profile accelerator that are very industry specific. So um, all of our mentors were great and we've got good connection at the end of it. And that's how we were able to build our 
um, value proposition um, on you know everyone's advice um, and their experience, their combined experience, and then five six years on, we kind of build on that. Mm-hmm. And what sort of freelancers and gig workers um, and individuals? Well, who do you find comes to you? I mean, because I know that it's such a broad, especially now, I think, mm-hmm. such a broad um, way of working. I mean, it's across all industries, but what sort of people particularly have the need for this sort of indemnity insurance or liability insurance? Um, it's very, our customers uh, are broad in terms of their categories. So, <laughs> We've got anything from, you know, like kind of market a marketplaces that come to us wanting to get insurance for their marketplace as well as get insurance for their customers that use uh, their platforms, and uh, which could be quite complex. And the reason why people come to us is because we have quite good understanding of different type of marketplaces. Obviously, you know, like if you are a marketplace for gadgets or retail facing is different from, you know, marketplace for services, for example. Um, and also we've got good connection to uh, Lois of London Market, which we are a cover holder of. Um, we set ourselves to be a digital MGA. So we have the bandwidth to create new products and also serve customer direct. Um, in addition to that, we also have a panel of brokers that we work with. They are also uh, in um, the business of serving the gig economy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this, this is you know something that has obviously evolved so much during the last few years. How is it possible for you to just sort of always be at the, at the front of this? Is the technology something that has to constantly evolve? Uh, yes, technology, um, n- not so much technology, um, although I would say depending on the line of business, to a certain extent, you know, like our AI and machine learning capability is something that we constantly need to work on. Uh, but I would say that, you know, like we focus more on the product design mm-hmm. um, because a lot of um, technology challenges come from the design of the products. And the big data, I think that is the the key Um, lack of suitable data that allow us to be able to price risk uh, better and also automate some of part of our processes. But we are in the business of collecting uh, new data. Um, So, yes, I think it's only a matter of time before we've got the whole suite of data that we need to be able to automate the whole process end to end. Mm-hmm. And you talked about, you know, having this need that that came up, you know, when you were airbnb Um, What were you doing at this point? Did you have an interest particularly in this world? What was your actual background that, that led you um, on this path? Uh, to be honest, I was in investment banks at the time, um, but I'm also a property owner. So one of my property, I wanted to let out uh through Airbnb, it was my first experience. Um, I wanted to, it, it was just a try to see, you know, how it feel like to rent your property out through Airbnb. And it comes with a completely different insurance requirement. 
um, because the traditional landlord or letting insurance doesn't really cover short-term policies. Anything less than 12 months is short-term, basically. So you just end up having that kind of um, gap in your policy where your uh, traditional home insurance may be invalidated if you bring in guests that are not um, on a 12-month contract. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's basically how uh, I started off uh doing some research about insurance um, to discover that at the time, nobody offered that short-term letting insurance for personal, uh, for residential property. Mm -hmm. I love it when an idea for a startup quite often comes from an actual problem that one of the founders has had. Um, So obviously 2016 seems like a long time ago now and the big gap since, you know, that's happened between now and then was the pandemic. How did this affect the business for you because you know we talk a lot about marketplace risk about the impact of the pandemic on marketplaces for a lot of gig marketplaces actually there was an uptake in people using Mm -hmm. these sorts of platforms but for you how did that play out and is you know were some types of platform having a better time than others in in your um from your perspective I think from the customer side, we see a high uh, number of freelancers looking for uh, insurance. Um, obviously, you know, like delivery drivers um, or delivery business were booming during COVID lockdown. So certainly we see a lot more people looking for insurance from that end. Um, and then now, you know, like you see a lot of um, freelancers looking for uh, insurance. Um, but, you know, like during the COVID lockdown, we see less uh, customers renewing their policy. Um, but now, you know, our old customers are coming back asking for insurance now. So it seems the economy is um, in the mood of recovery. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... Um, but on the other hand, you know, during lockdown, um, many of our insurance partners were exposed to a lot of claims, um, even though some claim did not materialize, but it add a lot of administrative work and also it's increased um, the loss ratio across online of business. And that means that many insurers will pull out of the, um, uh, uh, like um, on-demand insurance mm-hmm. market. Um, I think we were having more tractions before COVID, um, but certainly COVID, um, not, it doesn't stop us, but it makes it more difficult for us to get capacity um, with, you know, like uh, insurance partner that we work with. Um, but we are now going to be bringing that on-demand insurance back. Um, we hope that by the end of the year, we will have more of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now- and I, from what I understand about the tech behind Tapley, it's the automation of the um, process that makes it really easy, easy for, for gig workers to actually access the the insurance. Talk to me about, about that and how it actually works. Is there some AI involved? Um, yes, yeah, certain aspect is AI, but generally we provide cloud-based API, you know, like enable solutions. Um, we use big data to enrich our uh, question sets so that customer doesn't have to key in all their informations. 
in addition to that, we're trying to streamline the whole end-to-end process so that it's um, easier for customer to get insurance and quicker. The idea is not to um, cut the, the value chain, but to allow each uh, parties who need to participate in the chain, for example, if our customer wanted to go through a broker, which uh, customer often sometimes need to for co- more complex risk, they want to speak to someone, for example, we would facilitate the whole uh, wholesale uh, process as well as retail process. So we have kind of, you know, like two, um, two platforms. Uh, one is for retail, the other is for wholesale, and is we're trying to simplify the whole process. Automation, I think, is key um, for um, how we build our platform. It's fascinating, and I can't imagine how complex some of that technology must be. You talked before about partnerships with marketplaces, um, and I'd love to hear a bit more about that because I think it would be a particular interest to our listeners so some of your um clients are marketplaces and you partner with them so that you can help them to offer uh insurance to to actually to their customers so these are gig marketplaces tell me a bit bit more about how that works um we offer different insurance solutions for our marketplace so um obviously we can uh the first insurance solution is business insurance for uh, the platform and that include PIPL, EL, you know like kind of the basic and cyber insurance policy and there may be other insurance cover that our client needs for their platform. Um, The other layers is more bespoke which you know like some platform may say look you know like I I got a business worth uh, let's say three to five million in uh, GWP I would like you know uh, an insurance for my clients so the client could be they may have um, uh, gadgets on their platform or some may have you know like kind of um, vehicle rental and others for example we uh, although we don't actually uh, in the business of insurance motor and car but we tend to pass on our uh, contact to other more specialist insurance within uh, those uh, class of business for them to help our clients structure the the products mm-hmm. so you're not sending them away but you you know it's part of your your offering but uh... exactly. we, we do offer a lot of advice and support for our clients because we know that you know a lot of people when they uh, build their business for the first time they may not know exactly what type of insurance they need and you know like the traditional insurance would cover them to a certain extent, but not to all type of risk that they wanted to cover, for example. So we uh, will do the preliminary um, uh, kind of uh, explanation. We, we then tend to offer people advice, but we've got enough information on our website and we can refer our customer to those sites. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about this sort of on-demand, this short-term insurance, could it be as, as simple as literally, you know, a, a day if you were working for a client, maybe a project or some sort of, you know, in-person job where you, but it was that short-term, could it be possible to literally be insured for 24 hours? Is that is it that short-term? Uh, an hour. I think the wow. one is 
by the hours. Um, yes. That's incredible. Um, when you think of insurance policies usually as being a sort of annual thing, it's incredible that it's, it's, you know, that it's possible to, to break it down. And it just makes so much sense as well. Yes. Perfect. And you are based in London, as we, we said at the beginning of the podcast. And we're hoping we might get to see you at the Sharing Economy Global Summit in October. Awesome. Okay, what day was that? So- no pressure, but um, it would be great to have you as part of um, a part of the event. You're actually from uh, Sweden. I know that. Um, that's that's where you grew up, isn't it? Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And um, there's a big, you know, obviously a big tech world in Sweden. Is it somewhere that you return to frequently? Um, I do go there. Uh, at least twice a year, um, but my mother has now re- moved from Sweden to Thailand, um, right. so I think I'm going to be visiting both countries quite more often now. Wonderful, um, and of course yeah. now but we don't have any travel restrictions, that will be even easier. Well, Jantana, it's been so lovely to hear all about what you're doing at Tapley, and we really do hope to see you in person at, if not the Sharing Economy Global Summit, one of the upcoming in-person events at Marketplace Risk. Thank you. I would be delighted to join you. And thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you, Eleanor. Thank you for tuning into the Platform Podcast. Be sure to check us out at marketplacerisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch, grow, and succeed. And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events, and more.